Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Kuznez, and I actually have a lot of games to talk about, more so than on any of the previous episodes, but I'm still going to try and get this under 30 minutes because some of these games, they don't need a lot to be said about them in some respects or in some cases. I may have played a good amount of them. They may be big games, but they may be very simple games in terms of what needs to be said about them. But enough of that. I don't have anything new to talk about watching-wise because I've just been trying this series and that series, seeing what sticks, and the answer is nothing. I finished Star Trek, the original series, of course, which maybe I did last episode i don't know if i had already finished it by then i think i did i think i finished it right before recording and i've since tried true detective season one and two season two is very bad i lasted 15 minutes and i really only lasted five minutes and gave it 10 extra minutes because i really like colin farrell it, it didn't get any better just got dumber and dumber and dumber true detective season one very, very, very well made. I love the score, especially. It's very well shot. It's very well acted. But it just, I didn't care about the characters. And it's a very character-centric show. The core mystery, the central mystery, the case they're following and all that, it's not really that important. Or they at least don't care about it. It might change in the later half. But I give it two, two and a half episodes. And then I bounced. I checked out Kim's Convenience, another show that I've been recommended to by pretty much everyone. And it's okay, but it's pretty inconsistent. And overall, I find it more unfunny than funny. So that was a bit of a disappointment. And I don't know what else there was. I tried a whole bunch of stuff. I tried The Expanse, two episodes of that. Not really sure what's going on. Seems well made enough, but at the same time, watching it just made me want to watch other sci-fi shows like Battlestar Galactica. I'd rather just rewatch that or go and check out another Star Trek series. Fucking Total Recall. Just watch the movie. Either one. I prefer the Colin Farrell one. Hate me if you will. Or don't hate me, please. Jiminy Christmas. I tried Chernobyl. Which is another one that is well made. But there is something about it that having little to no knowledge about the Chernobyl incident, uh, accident, everything, whatever you call it exactly. Um, how you call it. I, you know. I, blah, 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 blah. The Chernobyl, like it's saying just accident or incident seems to not be significant enough but I don't know what people do call it if they just call it that or fucking I don't know shit about Chernobyl in, in any great detail is what I'm trying to say and I think I've helped that point come across by this fucking random shit that's just come out of my mouth but there is an inauthentic feeling to the series that I just get an impression of from watching it and part of it, I think, is the theatrical nature of it and the playing up of certain stereotypes in ways that just make it feel very played up for the screen when I don't think... Like, I, I'm all for that type of style in certain cases. I don't think, in this case, telling this story, they should have done that. It should be more... It should feel more genuine and real across the board in all fronts uh i think i don't know man i don't know what else i watched i tried this that and whatever nothing is stick nothing is stuck nothing is stuck and i'm stuck in the middle with you but uh that's enough about all that crap let's get on to what i've been playing all right that's, i'm losing my mind already i'm losing my mind I've got a bit of a tummy ache. Oh my god. But uh, we got a lot of games. A lot of games. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Some of them are very, very small. We got the East Asia Soft Block we're going to start with. 
And that means starting with Crypto of the Serpent King Remastered 4K Edition. Ooh la la. It's going to be so good on my four screen TV and not the 24 inch 1080p Vizio TV that I actually game on. That's, that is what I game on. But this is a first person action RPG dungeon crawler where you are going from level to level to level. And your goal is to collect all the keys in a level so that you can open up the boss door and then defeat the boss to move on to the next level. In between levels, you'll be able to buy better equipment, upgrade your character, and that's it. The problem with the game is that the combat is horrendous. I kind of like to look at it, but there's no audio really for when enemies can just sneak up behind you. They can just, they can just get right up on you. I mean, I, I talk about this during the stream when I was playing it, but I watch a lot of Apex streamers. They complain about audio a lot. I've complained about it here and there, but if they really want to experience dog shit audio, they should play Crypt of the Serpent King because the audio is horrible and you will be surprise attacked from behind so many times. Some people are into that. I'm not. But the combat itself is just really really bad it's super super slow and i kept putting points and points and points and points into my agility ignoring every other skill because i just wanted to be able to attack faster so that i could get in and attack before the enemy could attack me their range is hard to judge so sometimes they can hit you from what seems like pretty far away and the thing i learned after many failures was that the way to dispatch of most enemies is to get in close so that you trigger them attacking you, then back up, let their attack play out, then get in before they can restart and do another attack, and then just attack, 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 spam the attack button. And there seems to be <coughs> some kind of stamina system or something or other where your attack begins to slow. There's no stamina meter or anything like that, but... It seemed like after a number, I don't have a specific number, but it seemed that after a certain number of sequential attacks, Jesus Christ, sequential? Oh my God, you're so smart, Mark. Sequential attacks that your attacks would begin to slow as if you were fatigued but there was no real sense that that was the reason behind it. But you just want to let them attack, back off so that they don't hit you, then get in and attack, 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 because your attacking for most enemies will be fast enough to cancel their attack. Because when you hit them, it cancels their animation, their attack, and that is the way to go. Just freaking brute force them, spam that button but make sure you go in so that they attack first and dodge that and dodge that by just backing up and then go in and attack and that's the way to defeat most of them it works on bosses as well the canceling of their attack but they're what the fucking hell man oh my god oh jesus christ but it's 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 not a, it's not a good game it's just an absolute mess then the one nice thing is that the save system has it so that when you die on a level, you just start at that level. It's not a true rogue-like in the sense that you have to start at the very, very beginning. Because if that was the case, I would have stopped playing it way earlier than I did. I probably put an hour and 15. I, I definitely put over an hour into it. And if that save system wasn't in play, I would have quit after like 15 minutes. So I do appreciate that they do have it set up so that when you die, you just have to start from that level all over again. And one other issue with the game is that the equipment you're able to get, you can get ranged weapons as well, but they're very expensive. You won't be able to get one of those until pretty far in the game. And I was playing on the normal difficulty, not easy. But the weapons only have, I think, two attributes? And that is range and damage. But I feel like the, the weapons also had different speeds. 
So when I bought a new one and I increased my agility, my speed by double, in some cases it felt like the weapon I got was slower or as fast as my last weapon. And I think it's because I got a different type of weapon and it was just an inherently slower weapon. But there's no in-game indicator that that is the case. Whatever. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because you shouldn't play the game. It's not a good game. It's very, very bad. The combat feels horrible. It looks okay, but I mean, it's it might be 4K just in terms of the assets being 4K assets, but it's not a pretty game. Then uh, Raylan is a neat little puzzle game. Pretty short. I think it's made up of 42, 40-something levels. You only have to beat the first 30 to get all the achievements or trophies depending on your platform which is what i did i finished the first 30 platforms the first the first 30 puzzles and it's just about reflecting light to activate crystals and levels so it's isometric grid based little tiny diorama like stages and little little squares they, they might actually be all squares I don't think they ever got... I don't know exactly of levels. I can't remember that exactly. But you have to bounce light between various obstacles. So you might have to bounce it around corners or over gaps, etc. And it's, it's, it's very, very simple. Very, very straightforward. Not too challenging. They'll complicate it by gradually adding more crystals and then having instances where you have to put two beams of light together so that they bounce off each other and create diagonals. But that is as complicated as it gets. The most complicated the game gets is requiring you to bounce two beams of light off one another to form a diagonal. And that's, that's, that's it. So it's not a game that'll take you a long time to get through and, and beat. Uh, even if you want to go through and play all the levels after you've unlocked all the achievements slash trophies. But if you enjoy a puzzle game or two and you enjoy reflecting light puzzles, I think it's it's worth checking out. And it's, I'm pretty sure, like a $4 game or something. So I think you'd get more than your money's worth from it. And Seduction Amongst Fate is a side-scrolling adventure game, I guess, where you're just walking left or right, you interact with objects, you'll do some adventure game type stuff where you will get a pail and then you put the pail in the well so that you can get like this key to open a thing. And every now and again, a stone, not a stone, a giant skeleton ham will come down from the sky and want to crush you and a button will pair on screen that you have to press or you have to press I think the right bumper and the analog stick to dodge out of the way or you're dead and there are these laughing ghost women who you hold the B button and then they stop laughing and turn to skeletons because you've you've killed them or some shit uh, it's a weird game uh, I, I didn't enjoy it it just, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird, weird game. And that's all there is to be said about it. You're, you're, I don't think you're a monk. Maybe you're becoming a monk, but you're this dude who has a kid. And I think you're seeking refuge. You're seeking shelter. And in order to stay at this monk sanctuary, 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 you have to spend seven days in this room. And by spending seven days, like it must be cursed and they're just not telling you. But in spending the time there, you are starting to have these dreams about this woman and everything. And I guess she's trying to seduce you, this ghost lady. And that's the whole thing. But like, yeah, whatever. Not not really a good thing. Then MX versus ATV Legends is an MX versus ATV game. And the thing about it is that this is not good, but the one thing I'm unsure of is that, yes, there's a lot of competition in the motocross scene. So stuff like the Monster Energy games 
or what have you, there are better options if you are specifically coming to this for the motocross. But I'm not sure if there are a lot of ATV and UTV games out there. I would say that probably UTV falls close enough towards the dirt racing scene that stuff like dirt and all that would fit the bill. But I'm not sure because I don't know. I didn't even know what the fuck a UTV was until I played this. I didn't know that was a term. I'm sure they were in older MX versus ATV games and I just don't remember because I can't remember the last time I played one of these. But the game is pretty buggy. And one of the best parts of my experience with it was this one bug where a green car, green UTV, just fucking, no matter what the race, no matter me quitting the game, going to dashboard and relaunching it, this one green UTV just would always freak out. It just, it, it, it didn't work. It was fucking out of its mind, spazzing out, clipping into the ground and just going fucking crazy. And it was amusing as shit. I can't do any attempts to describe it in any way that'll make it as good as just watching it. Usually you have to check the stream archive for that. But the game itself is pretty accessible. It seems like it would be easy enough to jump into. However, the difficulty is insane to me in that the motocross races were fucking brutal. I could not win a single one of them. I think my best placement was five, and I was playing on the normal or whatever difficulty, the, the average difficulty that is also supposed to be adaptive and adjust to your skill level, which didn't seem to be the case because I just kept doing worse and worse, and I was not enjoying that. But then when I played as either the ATV or the UTV, I was destroying the field. And I could fucking just put on the brakes and take a nap on the side of the road and they'd still all be behind me. And it, it made no sense to me. I, I don't understand why the AI was so challenging in the motocross races. But then when I was put onto four wheels, I fucking could not lose even if I tried. I also found those to be way more enjoyable to race because of the stability. It feels like compared to other motocross games you're more prone to crashing and falling off your bike which is funny to see it's funny to see the ragdolls and your character's limbs freak out and start spinning like the exorcist girl and just freaking death out but it's not actually enjoyable to play the one other thing i'd say it probably has over other motocross games is that to my, not exactly to my knowledge, but my memory of them is that they're all very standard. These are clearly designed tracks in stadiums, etc. Not a lot of outdoor fields and tracks. But in MX vs. ATV Legends, you get a lot of nice outdoor tracks, a lot of variety. And that is nice. It looks alright. The visuals are okay, but they could definitely be better especially if you're playing it on one of the current gen consoles, like a Series X or a PlayStation 5. Yeah, not a particularly great game. And I, I think I think it's a budget title and that it's $40. But if you are interested, I'd say wait till it hits 20 or so. Then Bright Memory Infinite is... A fast-paced first-person shooter where you play as a young woman. You can dress up in a bikini or a catsuit and there will be camera angles where they show you right up the skirt and you'll regret it immediately letting the fucking chat peer pressure you into fucking wearing the catsuit with the short skirt and then immediately the first cutscene is you swimming in water and oh my god, there's right up her skirt. But uh, the actual gameplay is... Very reminiscent of Shadow Warrior 3 especially. Even though this game, I'm pretty sure, was being made before Shadow Warrior 3 came out. A fair amount of it just feels completely ripped out of Shadow Warrior 3 specifically. Though The way combat is set up is that you have your 
base melee attack using your sword. And then you ha have access to four different guns. You'll, you'll get access to them as you play through this relatively short experience, which feels like a glorified tech demo. And it is rough around the edges. There are bugs and just rough patches here and there. Um, but you have a pistol, a sniper rifle, an assault rifle, and a shotgun. One of the craziest things about it is that the ammo you can carry for some of these guns is insane. The fact that you can carry like 250 or 300 bullets for your sniper rifle is ridiculous when you will never ever use all those bullets. Each gun has an alternate fire mode too, which typically does a significant amount more damage, but is limited in ammo, usually something explosive. And you have a few abilities at your disposal as well. Telekinesis type of things where you can push out some energy and it'll make enemies float for a period of time and be vulnerable to your attacks. Or you can pull them in towards you and then they'll float for a little bit. You have super powered punches that you can initiate by sprinting and then activating it or jumping up in the air and doing a ground pound type thing. Those are pretty good, but a little bit OP because there seems to be no limitation to their uses. And the only real limitation would be that they don't work on shielded enemies. So pretty quickly, you'll run into enemies who also have a little white bar above their red health bars. And that is their shield, whether they have an actual shield or they're armored in some way. And you'll have to break that shield before you can do a fair amount of damage or use your abilities on them. Uh, but once you do, you can just spam your abilities and destroy them. And it's satisfying. It's got a good gameplay loop. I, I think it feels relatively good, but it, it doesn't have much personality. It doesn't have much of an identity of its own because it does feel very, 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 very much so like Shadow Warrior. And I guess there was a controversy with them stealing assets from a game, specifically enemy models, but I feel like they probably stole more. And this was all created by one person, so yes, I, I can see why they would use assets from this or that. And that's also probably why it feels like a glorified tech demo. But I mean, you still shouldn't do that. <laughs> or at least not put, out the, put that out in the final product that you're selling for money. But it's... It's okay. I think it's only like $20. Took me... A little over two hours to complete. It's a fine little game. But at the same time... If you want a more polished experience... You should definitely check out Shadow Warrior 3 instead. Because that is the game I kept thinking about. And... For most of my time with Bright Memory Infinite... I thought about how I would rather just be playing Shadow Warrior 3 again. Sure, that game has a horrible sense of humor, terrible writing, annoying characters, despite the fact that they're pretty well voice acted. But the gameplay is pretty damn good. And I could see it only improving more and more the more you play. So, uh, yeah. Then of Bird and Cage is a game I don't want to talk about. Watch the archive if you want to, but this is one of the worst games I've ever played. It is a game that tries to cover and portray, get you to understand very serious topics relating to abuse, mental health, and drug abuse. But the way it goes about doing it is fucking embarrassing. I'm sure their heart is in the right place. And this is also, it's a two hour game, roughly, and it's meant to be this metal album in video game form, like an interactive metal album with a lot of bands that have come together to collaborate to put it together. And they're, they're metal bands that people would know, I guess. I'm not a metal person. But the way everything is set up, the way the story plays out, how situations are handled. There are attempts at trying. I. This is me as someone who is an abuse survivor, both physical and emotional, both 
as the person experiencing it and seeing it happen to other people. I I may be coming at this in a very different from a very different place than a lot of people. But I I I really just think you should watch the stream archive if you are at all interested in seeing the evolution of my initial cautious optimism that gradually becomes frustration and inevitably becomes ends up on just anger and it's, it's just one of the worst things I've ever played. And that's ignoring the fact that it's also incredibly poorly made. It is super fucking buggy. It crashed on me. It froze up on me. It wouldn't let me finish the game. I still haven't finished it, quote unquote finished it, because it just keeps locking up every time I get to the end screen. And at certain points, I said, it feels like the Postal team running with scissors if they attempted to make a serious game. But after I kept playing, I felt bad for saying that about running with scissors because running with scissors would do a better job of making this game than the people who did. And I don't like being this harsh about a game. I don't like being this mean about a game. But the fact that they are trying to handle these serious topics and fail so so hard it fucking bothers this shit out of me it bothers me a lot so yeah don't don't play the game if, if I was reviewing it on a number scale it would get a 0 out of 10 for me I think it serves no purpose if it didn't exist we'd be better off for it and it's just it's, it's an absolute piece of just no 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 oh then help high is a 3d platformer where you play as a demon in hell who has to get the ingredients for satan's pie because the cook was a dumb lazy piece of crap who forgot about everything himself and the sense of humor and everything is very Leisure Suit Larry-ish, which is not a compliment. And then the platform in itself is very inconsistent, mechanically speaking. It's trying to do a lot of things, and I appreciate that. It's got a nice overall artistic direction to it. Fair amount of color, nice variety in levels from what I've played, and I like all that. I do like some of the ideas mechanically speaking because you, you gradually will unlock new abilities. One of which early on is a grapple. And the way it works is that instead of having to latch onto specific objects in the environment, you just grapple the air. And you'll unlock a second one that you can do before having to reset upon falling on the ground. Uh, you have this, the way you're doing it too is that you have a cherub, however you pronounce it, uh, attached to a chain that's attached to you like your pet and you whip them around as your weapon and the game is not funny we are, we've already gotten that out of the way but the problem with it is that it's just super fucking boring the music sucks and that's probably why it's so quiet but then there are these weird issues where one, okay, I'm not even going to get to the, the big problem yet, but when I entered this level, because you start off in this office building and then you are thrown into various hub worlds that also have smaller levels in them where you go and collect ingredients for Satan's pie but when I entered one of the levels, which was inside this giant whale, the performance took a big hit and it was very choppy. It lacked the smoothness that I had in the open world or even the office building in the initial bit of the game. 
and I, I couldn't understand why, but it felt really bad. But the real kicker is that, like, and the the inconsistency in the mechanics is very much so surrounded around the the lack of proper awareness of when you're making big jumps, long jumps, and knowing if you are going to land on a platform or not. I found that to be pretty inconsistent. But the real big problem is that at one point, the game just locked up on me where it got stuck on a loading screen. And I had to quit to the home screen on Xbox and then relaunch the game. Also, when I initially launched the game, it crashed. And then when I restarted it, there was no audio until I restarted my Xbox. So that was that was fun. But when this other lockup happened in the load screen, we just got stuck there. It lost me. It, I lost every amount of progress I made in that little level inside the whale. It threw me at the very start of it. When I realized this, I immediately quit the game, uninstalled it, and I can't think of a reason for me to go back and revisit it anytime soon. It really pissed me off. I, I, I hate when that kind of shit happens. Anytime you waste my time, and it's not my fault, it's your fault for fucking being a buggy mess, then it's not you. But yeah. There's just nothing there that really makes it worth playing over other 3D platformers because there, there are a fair amount of them. The one I keep thinking and falling back on as wanting to revisit is the Hat in Time. That one's got a lot of personality. This doesn't have much personality and what little personality has is just Leisure Suit Larry but without the weird charm of Leisure Suit Larry if he has any charm at all. The jokes aren't funny. There are plenty of instances where I'm expecting a joke to happen from a, an NPC in a bit of dialogue, and they just they just say some normal shit. I'm like, okay, well, that was just an absolute waste of my time. And the the combat, like the enemies you are fighting, pose no challenge whatsoever. The real challenge only comes in making sure you you land on platforms when you are jumping over hazardous objects or like lava where you fall in and it's just instant death but yeah that's hell pie pretty big disappointment because that one i was really excited about i mean we got two more left iniquilation it's a twin six shooter where the levels are spherical based because you're going on these planets so super star dust e and the way it works is that you move with the left analog move with the left analog stick like you do shoot with the right analog stick but you also have a sword attack with the right bumper and what you're able to do with this is attack enemies of course but you can also reflect bullets back at enemies and this is kind of a cool mechanic however there seems to be no way whatsoever for you to guide the direction of the bullets you are hitting back towards enemies you'd think that maybe there'd be some kind of system in play that would lock on to the enemies that fired at you or inherently guide them back at those enemies but that's not the case and there are plenty of instances where i just kept hitting bullets away but not towards the enemies that i was trying to attack and there are enemies that you do a very minimal amount of damage to with your main gun but if you manage to land a reflected bullet back at them it does a lot of damage because that's how they want you to fight them but the system doesn't work in such a way that makes that easy and fun to do. There are smaller enemies that if you hit them with your sword, they'll then go off and like attack other enemies. And, and, and the, the whole thing about the game is supposed to be that not only are your bullets your weapon, but so are the enemies and the environment itself. Doesn't really 
end up amounting to any type of satisfying gameplay. The the game doesn't feel particularly smooth to to play. Moving your ship around like it, it feels very sluggish. And when you look at a game like this, an, a very arcadey game, something that is relatively simple, you expect you want it to feel really really smooth. But it it sure felt like it was 30 frames per second or some shit. Like and that's not a game like this should feel like butter, but der, this did not. <laughs> um, the last game is Sword and Fairy Together Forever. This is a game in a long-standing franchise. This is the seventh game in the series. I think it is the second one to make its way stateside. I think the sixth game was the first. And there's a lot of good going for this game but there's one humongous problem i want to get to the good first yeah this is on playstation 4 and 5 i played on my playstation 5 i don't think it's on any other it's on pc i'm pretty sure but i don't think it, i don't know if it's on switch or anything i know it's not on xbox but it looks really really good i love the art direction the character enemy creature design it's basically like Chinese folklore and folk tales. So a lot of that kind of stuff going on, myth, mythological stuff. And it looks great. There's a, it has a really nice, clean aesthetic. A lot of smoothness going on. Very pretty characters. But I really, really like the look of it. And it runs well, feels good. The combat itself is okay. It's good enough. It's sort of like dynasty wars with a dodge mechanic because i don't think any of the dynasty wars games have dodge mechanics but you have your light attack and heavy attack and then you push in and hold the right trigger uh, the r2 button and then you have access to a handful of special attacks that are all mapped to the face buttons very very dynasty wars very muso -y if you've played a, a muso game of course and then you can also, with the B button, or not the the, the circle button, because this is a PlayStation, you can dodge it out of the way. I don't think there was any limitation on dodging. You are limited with your abilities with MP. But combat felt okay. It seemed pretty easy, as long as you're patient and make sure to dodge out of the way whenever you see an enemy even remotely starting to attack. And you'll be good. I faced this boss type creature, like a, a giant bull, blue bull, blue bulls, man, blue bulls. This this game gave me some blue bulls. I'll get to that shortly. But it was it was a pretty easy fight because it, it with the mechanics at play, you know, the the bull would charge, I'd dodge out of the way, and then it would kind of just let me get in a few attacks and just rinse and repeat. Pretty simple. The, the AI of the enemies does seem a little bit stupid. I'm playing on the normal difficulty, but they do seem to kind of just, they don't seem that challenging. Uh, but I, I've barely fought in any fights because of the game's main problem. It is incredibly story driven. And, and when I say it's incredibly story driven, I mean in the two hours I played, I think I maybe played a half hour of the game maybe and then the rest of the game was just cutscene 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 or characters talking and there were so many instances where i'd watch a cutscene play out i'd get control of my character i'd walk 10 feet to the next point of interest initiate another cutscene watch that get control then walk 20 feet down some flight of stairs to a fucking area that would initiate another cutscene and so on and so forth and this is not the way i want any game to be overall but especially not up front because that just leaves me with a horrible taste in my mouth as a first impression and what i don't know is if this is the way it's paced throughout the entire game and if it is, then this is just, you have to really, really be interested in this story. Part of the problem, though, is that 
this is a game that wasn't made here. Yes, it's a Chinese game uh, made in China. It's only been coming stateside for two iterations, I think. I don't, I don't know if any other ones have come here. And I would assume, I, I am assuming that the budget for translation, localization, etc., is pretty low, and it's low on their list of important things they need to be uh, need to get done, because there are grammatical errors, and then just some of the localization, some of the, the ways they go about describing certain things, or, or the the text used for side quests, seems like there had to have been better choices because it, it makes certain side quests or certain bits of dialogue sound so badly written that I'm like, oh man, why does anyone like this? This is this is horribly written. This isn't this is stupid. And I have to believe that if you were or if you are lucky enough to be able to play the game and not have to endure the very bad localization slash translation you could probably be really interested in because I, I feel like some of the stuff I'm getting from it just while ignoring the dialogue, I could be interested in it. I'm not I'm not gonna be interested in it as something that is the majority of the game and, and limiting the gameplay. I still want to be able to play the game more than uh, you know consume the story. But the story there is just it's it's, it's, a, it's a mess it's it's just it's 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 a mess the, the the localization translation not good but yeah i mean that is a horrible balance between gameplay and story and i have no idea if that persists throughout the entire game but uh yeah that is a that is it, though, for everything I've played and whatnot. So much stuff. Another rough episode, I'd say. So let us, let us answer some Patreon questions and then call it a day, eh? Sounds good. I don't care. <laughs> so, from Sunny, we've got... What are your favorite veggies to cook up? Are there any you'll straight up avoid? Asterisk. Not just what you may usually slash frequently do based on seasonality, etc. And this is a question that I think you already knows the answer to because I've posted these pictures and I, I just click these same things because I've grown allergic to this or that. But I'm going to ignore any type of allergies or, or whatever now and just give you the vegetables I think are the best standalone. So there are vegetables that I enjoy eating with other things like spinach. I don't really like eating that by itself, but as an addition to other things, yeah, sure. Pretty good. And I mean, it, you know, part of the reason why I like to eat it is for the health benefits of spinach, which is a very healthy vegetable, highly recommended by many. Uh, and so I like to eat it, but not by itself. But uh, yeah, that little my own asterisk out of the way, whatever. Uh, here are some vegetables that I think are just fucking delicious on their own. Number one, asparagus. That's the thing I eat every day, no matter what. Love it so much. And I even love the fact that it makes your pee smell different. I don't actually love that, but you know, it's a, it's a funny thing. Cauliflower is fucking fantastic, cooked up on its own. Mushrooms are very 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 good but i can completely understand why some people may not like mushrooms for the the taste but also more so than that the texture i can see why some people would find the texture of mushrooms to be very vomit inducing but i love 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 them and then broccoli is pretty good I'm trying to think if there are any veneers for vegetables i do like red peppers but on their own it's like i think I, the fact is they're just too small to really enjoy on their own in any significant way 
Sweet potatoes are fucking fantastic. I mean, potatoes themselves are okay, but sweet potatoes are great. No matter how you eat them. But yeah, asparagus is my number one. Cauliflower maybe could have been my number one. The reason why it isn't is because it is one of the, the, the vegetables that I've grown a bit of an allergy towards, sadly. All of them crustaceous or whatever vegetables, so broccoli as well. And uh, what else is there? Brussels sprouts. That's another one in that family. Fucking, it's, it's, it's annoying as hell. So yeah, asparagus is my number one go-to. And then uh, mushrooms. Love mushrooms. I could eat so many mushrooms. I could, I could eat, I could eat like a 10 cups of mushrooms a day, but I don't. I eat maybe like uh, a cup a day. Um, but yeah, that is Sonny's question. And then from Lunchbox, is there any genre of game that used to be played with other people live instead of over the internet. For me, it's fighting games. I really wish I had a group of friends that we could get together and have fun. So I thought about this, and it's it's hard. Because I don't... The thing is, I don't play with anyone online anymore because I don't know anyone who wants to play. It's not that I don't know anyone. It's that I suck at actually coming through or following through and being like, hey, you want to play this? I think it's part of me just being like, nobody wants to play with me. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> also, I mean, the game I'd most want to play with people is Apex Legends, and no one I know plays Apex Legends, so I'm kind of just fucked there, you know. But uh, I think fighting games is a good one, and that might actually be my answer as well, because I'm trying to think of genres where I used to play them a lot in the arcade. Or with other people but on my own when that space was gone and just playing online or whatever i i don't play fighting games at all but i used to love them i used to play the hell out of mortal kombat i even played fucking street fighter i don't like it but i i, I loved mortal kombat i loved power stone i love virtual fighter so 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 much especially virtual fighter and power stone and marvel versus capcom too love the shit out of that marvel versus capcom one and two, favorite 2D fighters, Virtual Fighter, favorite 3D fighting series, and then Power Stone, favorite party fighter. But yeah, online, I just, I don't, I don't really care. I say in some ways, racing games, I enjoy playing racing games on my own, but I don't really like playing them with others. But you put us in, uh, uh, an arcade cabinet for them some rush 2049 or you know cruising the usa you know whatever then it, it's 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 way more enjoyable I, I never really did one of those like the big arcades where they had like a dozen or so for like an f1 type of game but i bet those would be super fun as well but yeah racing games and I think, I think like a lot of genres. Or this is what I'd say. Any any game. You no, know, because like racing games is this, this way at home consoles too. But any game where you have to split the screen up at home, give me online co-op or online play for those. First person shooters, they can be fun playing locally. But I don't like losing part of the screen. We're all going to fucking screen cheat as well. No. But sports games, I've never enjoyed playing online. Those I always love playing locally. Fighting games, racing games. A lot of games. I, w I wish I had local friends to play tabletop games with and video games with. It would be a great time. But, you know, it is what it is. Anywho, that is uh, going to do it for this here episode of the Pixelized Sausage Show. So uh, with all that said, I'm again, once again, <laughs> once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. You, of course, are, if you are watching the video version of this, you, of course, 
What am I fucking on about? If you are watching the video version of this on the YouTubes, that is youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. If you're an audio listener, do give it a like, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and all that jazz. If you are an audio listener, why not just go to the YouTubes and do all that just to be nice? You know, just do it. Do it. Ain't going to hurt you. Ain't going to hurt you. Ain't going to bite hard. But uh, yeah, you can do all that. Of course, all the links of import can be found over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. And if you do enjoy this show and any of the stuff I do, the streams are also available on YouTube in the stream archive playlist. But if you enjoy any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support me and my nonsense there. And of course, if you do that, you'll be able to ask me questions on this here show that I will answer honestly and stupidly like I always do. But uh, that will do it. So with that, I say, as always, or whatever, man, whatever. I'm so confused. You can fucking, I, you know, that, that will do it. I hope you enjoy this here episode. What the fuck am I on about? Anywho, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. So, bye-bye. I do hope you enjoyed it. I'm out of here. Shut the freaking front door. I'm so... I have no idea how to do the outro anymore. I literally am, like, drawing a blank. So, the, the adios, arrivederci. Bye! Good time.